Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Kriath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Now, without further ado, as always, before we start our fourth arc of this campaign, uh, let's go around and reintroduce our lovely players this evening. So, starting to my right, as always, we have the wonderful Rosie. Hi, I'm Rosie, and I play the character Elon from the city of Kreatherwell's Captain of the Guard. Um, uh, happy fourth arc, everyone. Happy fourth arc, indeed. And moving on from Rosie, we have G. Ah, hello. It is I. <laughs> Gee, I don't know why I'm speaking like an old wizard. Hi, I'm G. I'm here playing Chatwin as always. Uh, I was in a panic because I thought I was unmuted and I started talking and then nothing was happening. And so I had to quickly fix it. Welcome. <laughs> that is completely fair. But in all seriousness, I feel like you do have the vibe of an old wizard sometimes and I love it. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <That's> so sweet. <laughs> And now we move on from our old wizard, G, to our wonderful and wacky Tyler. I forgot I plugged my mouse back in, so it should have been a lot easier to get the unmute button than it was. But here we are. Hi all, I'm Tyler. I play our fun and I can't think of the term to rhyme or go with wacky that also starts with an F right now, but that's okay. Fun and funky fresh, maybe? Character, Carolyn, and I survived my first arc, yay! I'm here for the next one for me. Uh, my second arc, which is oh so special, as Carolyn, and we'll see what antics he gets up to uh, here in a moment. Indeed we shall, and happy second arc to Carolyn, and fourth to everyone else. So we return to one of our regulars, the wonderful dad of the party and uh his player jeremy oh hello everybody uh, i'm damien uh if you didn't know and uh jeremy's not here he's not feeling too good so damien's gonna kind of run the show today oh okay damien tell jeremy we said get better anyway <laughs> without further ado let's get into our recap shall we so long story short Last time, our party crossed a desert in order to obtain a heartstone from Waylon the Giant Lady to cure a plague that had befallen the Howling Dunes. From there, once they had obtained it, the group returned to the Foxgrove Oasis, braving the brutal desert, and after worming their way into this plague-ridden town, administered aid to those who were sick they retrieved the blood sample they were asked to collect by Waylon and sent the raven off with it and did some more uh, digging around town as all of the townsfolk were cured of their illnesses. We returned to our party, providing them a week of downtime as confirmations are made that this cure did in fact spread across the entirety of the Howling Dunes and the plague has been wiped from the region. Now, 
Let me go ahead and roll a d4 to see who we start with as far as what else, aside from confirming this and following up with citizens, that everyone would be doing during their week of downtime. So let's start with Damien. What would Damien be up to? Uh, well, uh, Damien in some downtime is probably going to do what he always does and he's going to start forging stuff again. Probably sharpening blades for the guard, town guard and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just checking on people and seeing how he can help out here and there. Okay. Um, so as far as the crafting specifically, you would be able to... Um, it would probably, with how many guards there are in the city, take you about a full 12 hours, which you could split easily between two days of sharpening swords to make sure that everyone is properly equipped even though the weapons aren't in the best of shape this definitely makes them a hell of a lot better than the dull blades they some of them were carrying around i mean other than that he'll probably just forge some simple things that people need you know nails tools and horseshoes okay and those things would not take too long at all so with all of that done as well go ahead and what's your passive perception for me uh, my passive perception's an 18. Okay. On the last day of your downtime, you would be walking by the postal office in the Foxgrove Oasis, which is just starting to get back up and running and has made a system of essentially placing very old, unclaimed letters on display for people to see if their name is there. So even if they're not necessarily expecting something or coming up to check regularly, they would be able to see if there's a letter for them. You would notice as you're walking by that there is a letter for you sitting in that display case. Uh, okay. Um, Damon will be like, oh, does that letter have my name on it? And uh, what letter would that be? Uh, says the clerk. Sit standing behind the desk. I'd point at it and be like, that one says Damien Travers. Oh, um, why? If that's your name, is that your name? Uh, that's my name. I just wasn't expecting a letter here. Oh, all right. And with that, the uh, clerk would go ahead and take that out of the out of the display case and hand it over the counter to you. Uh, thank you. Do I, do I owe you anything or something? Oh, not at all. Uh, we deliver the letters for free. It's if you're sending them that we, we charge you. All right. Well, thank you. And he's going to head on out and check his letter. All right. You thank him. Open the letter. And you see it's from your daughter. The letter is very kind of all over the place, as your daughter's speech sometimes is, if she's excited about certain things. So which the first paragraph seems to be all about, like, her latest travels with her wife and all the cool things that they've been seeing as they've been traveling from continent to continent. Uh, it seems that their wife has now procured a second merchant ship so they can use one of the smaller ones for travel, which they've been doing a lot more recently. And it's been very exciting for her. However, you notice that after that, the letter is far more professionally formatted and... The first part of that more uh, regular formatting would indicate that she had found one of your wanted posters 
on her travels and is very concerned. Oh, shit. That you're wanted by the law and <laughs> wants to know why. <laughs> the second paragraph indicates that she got a letter from... She would say that she received a letter from Joshua that was very concerning to her. That she's not sure if you're closer as she was off in the Whirlpool Isles and it takes some time to navigate through the waters there as they're especially turbulent. But she received a letter from him about a week ago uh, stating that he might be in a bit of a pickle with his army that he serves. He, she says that he wouldn't go into detail, but that he was worried and he feels that he needs to get out, but he doesn't know that he can. What's that little shit got himself into this time? But she tells you that she will be heading in that direction and towards home. But if you beat her there, please fix the situation. <laughs> and ends the letter there. Anything else before I continue on to others? Uh, not really. Damien's just going to kind of read through the letter and he's going to go to the bar, get himself a drink and try to think about what he's got to do now before he tries to write some letters for his kid. Fantastic. Let's move on to another one of our wonderful party members. Chatwin, what are you doing with your week of downtime? Uh, Self-care. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think she knows the meaning of that. Um, <laughs> Santa Vec would pop up in her head. I mean, I could teach you to care for yourself. This is these are things that we have discussed. You you practice good hygiene, but do you do you relax? Hmm. Uh. No. Relaxing equals death. And we're gonna worry about that later. To the library! Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think uh, Chatwin doesn't get up to too much. Um, I She's always reading and researching and trying to learn more. Uh, she likes to learn and read in general, but these days she's trying to learn as much as possible about all kinds of topics that are... Um, relevant in their current situation. Anything else about um, creatures akin to Xanthavec, I suppose? Anything else about uh, necromancy? Anything about her situation, really? I think that's the only thing she would be really researching, is just to see not really super attached to it, just I'm I'm here, I might as well check and see if they have anything I haven't read before. Um, nothing really besides that. Just some light reading of, like, a dictionary. <laughs> Very fair. Uh, go ahead and roll me a quick investigation check to see what you can find. Yeah! Uh, okay, so that's a 10 on the die, um, plus 8, so that's 18. 18? Okay. So, the only things that you would be able to find in their library, uh, they definitely don't have as impressive of a library as some of the other cities that you've come across. They're more known for trade than they are for knowledge. However... What they do have in their library, the only creatures that you find stories of akin to the ability of Santhavec, you find in myths and legends. Nothing about any sort of anything that actually exists. And you would find these myths and legends regarding things like Fae, which you already know exist, Jin. Uh, similar to Santhavec, 
dragons, all sorts of crazy creatures. There's nothing really, like, too standing out or nothing that, like, I haven't already kind of, like, skimmed over before in other libraries? Not necessarily. So the only thing that would stand out to you, I think, is that in your looking at some of these myths and legends, you tend to avoid a lot of the religious books not really being attached to a god or... But one of the... uh myths and legends about legend books regarding jinn specifically does reference that there are some some that have risen to something akin to god that were rumored to have risen to something akin to godhood in myths uh pertaining to the gods and that they could be referenced in religious texts as they were a prime enemy of a lot of the gods in some senses Okay. I think reading um, that this ties back to some, like, religious texts and such with, like, gods and stuff, uh, Chatwin tries her best not to, like, yeah, all right, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just the biggest hater of all godhood and divinity, and it's just like, ugh, you just put that in there so people would read your books. Okay, fine. Uh, but okay, yeah, I'll I'll take note of that. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Anything else you would like to explore? Uh, nothing really besides some light reading and sitting in dark rooms. Uh, I think that's about how she spends her time. <laughs> Fantastic. During that week of time, two things would happen. You would at some point sit down and Santa Vec would... You've learned to ignore her by now, but... She would, at some point, sit down and say, I know you're ignoring me, Chatwin, but I do think a serious conversation is in order. I think when that voice intrudes on my quiet time, uh, <laughs> I let it hang in the air for a few seconds just to just to be a little bit of a bitch about it. Uh <laughs> Before finally slowly sitting up and closing the book I was reading and slowly setting it aside, taking my sweet time to... Okay, alright. Stretch out a bit. Loosen up those shoulders. Okay. (sighs) This is really very petty of you, Chatwin. Normally (sighs) I would be... I would be proud, but since you're using it against me, I can't say that I am at the moment. Oh, I needed to stretch. I was sitting so still for so long. Oh, so I take a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're All dead. Right. Your bones are going to be stiff. They shouldn't be moving. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. The point is that I don't have to do it, and that's it's all of all of this is point. What do you? What is it? Well, you see, we have a problem. Oh. Remember that conversation we had a while ago about how I was getting restless and I would soon be allowed to crush a certain arcanist and now that hasn't happened and now we're lazing around in some fucking town for no reason and I have not been let out in months. Mm. This is a problem. Oh, is it? It is. Mm. I understand you're restless about wanting to get revenge on a terrible person. You think I'm not? You think I'm not restless to bring the fight to Thane? I'm trying to make sure we don't die. And 
Why do you think she would die? Because of how easily he fucking kicked our ass last time. He dropped one spell. You think I am scared of a man dropping a single spell? That could be his only spell. You realize that. You all simply played chicken and decided that because he dropped one spell, that could cause major harm, that you should run and scream and cry. You're so oversimplifying what happened. But okay, it's a, we're not going to talk about that bit. I, you have so much less to lose than I do. I need you to understand. If I go before it is time, I can still lose my entire family. I still have that to lose. You only have to lose yourself. Fair enough. Then let me out to have a little fun in the meantime. Why would I do that? Because. Would you rather let me have it on your own time or fight with me when I demand it? Because you remember what happened last time. You're very frustrating to live with. I hope you know that. I would not have it any other way. Okay, well, I'm trying to sit here and read. What do you suggest? Do you, like, take an arm so you can punch the table while I sit and read? What is it that you do in your spare time? I... You know, I have not had spare time to do anything with. I would like to explore. See things for myself. Uh, what? You would explore all the time with me. You have... You remember what it was like taking the back seat, right? You don't see things the same way. Mm-hmm. And not having control, well, let's just say I want to find a little fun that maybe you aren't looking for. When you say it like that, it does put me on edge because I don't like the idea. But I know it's sort of like a dual occupancy situation with us. And it's an interesting situation that nobody can really speak on too much. But it's... Yeah. I don't like things, the idea of things happening to my body without me really knowing about them. Like, I would sort of be essentially unconscious for this duration. And I'm not saying you would do anything bad. I'm worried about what you might do to other people. And then it would be my hands doing it. This is fair, but you're also already wanted. So... Right, so we don't need to make that worse. But you have nothing to lose in that case. I have so much to lose. Have we not? Have you already? For I have a whole living family that's still out there. Fair. <laughs> See, this is all weird for me. I don't care about my family. I killed my family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I. Okay. They tried to betray me, so I slew them. Great. Okay. Thank you for that. I have no concept of loyalty to family. Okay. Great. <laughs> That we have that. I, look, I can't say that I don't understand your frustrations. I mean, there's no nice way to say it. I don't. I don't think either of us entirely trust each other, and I don't think we ever will. I mean, we've been doing this for years, so probably not. How about this? You find me something entertaining, and you let me out. You choose what it is. You choose what I do. I just want control. For the duration of that desk. And it can't be sitting in a library and reading. I just thought of something that I sort of hate, but I think you might be into. <sighs> Problem is, it's something that... <sighs> well, no, because where are we going to find water? Well, this is an oasis. I think, I think they got the fountain working, didn't they? 
So my thought is, so here's the thing. Uh, clearly, there's an aversion to uh, swimming uh, deep water with me. Um, understandably so. I never went cliff diving before. Ilya always told me that it was very fun. I never did it when I was growing up on the Isle. And it's on my list to do it, but I don't think I would be able to do it myself. I still sort of want to experience it, but I don't think I could make my body do it. Do you kind of get what I'm saying? So when we find a cliff that is safe for diving... Yeah, I'll just let you jump us off of it. Okay. <laughs> How does that sound? What is it? I feel like it might... I feel like you have a little bit of an urge to kill me at all times. That's sort of understandable, so maybe that will help that a bit. <laughs> this is fair. <laughs> you get to throw me off a cliff, but in a safe, controlled way. <laughs> and I'll still hate it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, as long as you hit some form of it, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great person to be around. <laughs> You're welcome. So, next cliff we see is... Does that sound okay to you? Next cliff we see, we can just... If it's... If there's not, like, we're not being chased by, like, a monster or something. Like, you know, it's not, like, a life or death situation. Or maybe if it is, I don't know. But, you know, it, you can just jump off. <laughs> does that sound okay to you? I mean, I did say that I would let you choose, and you have chosen. Okay. Let's find a cliff and jump off of it. And I regret this a little bit already, but... Uh, Probably the best way we can do this. Perfect. And with that, she would happily recede into oh, your God. mind. What did I agree to? <laughs> this bitch gonna throw me off a cliff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. And then on the final day, your what's your passive perception? Not good. Ten. Ten? You would, a little later in the day than Damien, walk past the post office. Oh, boy. And you would notice in the window, in that same display case, a letter addressed to... Actually, two letters addressed to your alias. Mm. Oh, okay. Does it say who from? No, it would not say who from on the letters. Okay. <clears throat> I suppose I will adopt a bit of a... um a high society um, mannerism and let myself in and just start talking really, really fast and elvish to the clerk and just motioning wildly towards the letters. <laughs> oh, um, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't speak elvish. Um, let me get my supervisor. <laughs> just, it's going over their head and they go into the back and you see a very uh, haphazard elven woman stumble out of the back sort of like normally you would picture elves to be very like well kept but this elf's hair is all over the place um like you notice that her shirt's on backwards um she is having a time and she just kind of looks at you in an elvish goes um i'm sorry i was told that my employee here could not understand you. Uh, did you have a request? Yes, yes, good. Uh, my name is Aegis. That's, uh, I see a couple for me. Can I pick up? Oh, of course. Yes, of course you can. And she would pull the two letters uh, from the display case and hand them over the counter. Uh, is there anything else I can help you with? 
no, no, perfect, perfect, thank you, thank you. Uh, and I, to the other girl that couldn't understand me, I wave really widely. Thank you, thank, thanks, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and I'll leave. And as you head out, which one do you open first? Right or left? Uh, I'll go with left. Okay. The left is a letter from that uh, noble girl that you hooked up shit. with during your month of downtime. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> How'd she do? <laughs> she... This is from a while ago. This letter is essentially from... This is... This letter is essentially from the point where you ghosted her. And she's like, oh, no. I haven't been able to find you anywhere. Your family's house is dark. Um... <laughs> I'm confused as to why you live in such a seedy town, but why aren't you answering me? Please send me a letter as soon as you get this. <laughs> and it's essentially like super clingy and super like weird. I just read that and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> just kind of crumple that up. Chatwin <laughs> left ooh. on red, Darcy. <laughs> Left undelivered, honestly. I read this by accident because I didn't know it was from her. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I just kind of... That's a problem I'm just going to ignore until it goes away. I'm gonna just kind of toss it. <laughs> yeah, I'll read the second letter. <laughs> The second letter is from your family. Okay. Your grandfather writes you using the alias, and he writes a bit about their travels, saying that they've been bouncing from town to town on the boat. But he includes after... There are two sheets of paper. And in the second half of the letter, he mentions that he's referencing the sheet of paper that he's included as he found it on missive boards in multiple towns that they stopped in and that you should remain alert and trust no one. He, the second sheet of paper contains essentially direct statement from Donovan Thane detailing that he has pardoned the Darcy family <laughs> of all crimes related to the harboring of a fugitive that it appears to have been a very... Well, he doesn't necessarily go into the reasoning, but he states that they will no longer be wanted across the country. He then goes on to state that he is more concerned about Chatwin Darcy and her friends who showed up on the island attempting to assassinate him and had assassinated multiple guards in their attempt to break the Darcy family out of prison. Mm. and that they are still very much wanted by the Andrus Isle and will be hunted to the best of his ability. Does he mention that I also killed his son, or does he leave that out? He leaves that out. Hmm. <laughs> okay, buddy. Uh, all right. I'll, I won't, I'll obviously keep that one. I'm just going to kind of fold up both uh, sets of parchment and kind of tuck them away. Just to debrief with everyone later. Okay. Anything else before I move on? Uh, no. Nothing else. Okay. Alrighty then. With that, we shall move on to... Elon. what are you doing with your week of downtime? So, Elon is probably going to send 
that first letter or before he sends the first letter that he'd written while at Wayland's cottage, he will write a kind of smaller set follow-up letter. And as soon as they get downtime, he immediately sends it and pays for it. Okay. So you would send off that letter. And are you looking out for letters during the week? He would, yeah. Okay. I would say in between all of that, he is doing manual labor jobs, um, just in the way of just cutting wood, moving items, and just trying to kind of get stronger. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you would be able to do so with little to no problem. And if you could do me a favor and roll me a D100 real quick. Sure. Oh, man, I haven't used my D100. Hold on. I have to locate them. Marry you. Holy shit. Uh, 95. 95, okay. Oh, and that's a 9, right? Yeah, 90 and then 5. You would make a considerable amount of gold. Um, at least for manual labor jobs. Most of the time they don't pay too much. But there is a considerable amount that needs done uh, around the town, especially with them rebuilding after the plague. We did, we did uh, take apart their you know, fountain. <laughs> and one of the jobs that you would do is putting it back together and making sure it functions properly, uh, ironically enough. Uh, but you would earn about 60 gold between all the jobs that you take. Holy shit. Okay, I'm happy. Damn. Yeah. And by that time, another letter would appear from Esme. Hell yeah. Uh, he immediately, like, sees the letter, goes in, like, kind of like excitedly just throws his hands onto the counter and just like i have a letter that's in the mail can i is can i have it um yes of course uh your name and it would be for jason i'm guessing yes it would be addressed to jason jason oh of course um and he picks up the letter hands it over to you and uh elon immediately like like right then and there just shreds it open Mm-hmm. And reads and probably, um, depending on what it says, is going to go through this like as if he's reading a love novel and he's doing all the facial expressions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Esme would write back, dear Jason's friend, and would follow up with uh, her excitement to hear from you and uh, reactions to all of your adventures that you described uh, hoping that your friend is okay and all those good things and that she would love to visit with you. She has a very hard time believing that you're traveling with a half horse <laughs> and essentially gives you one of those I'll believe it when I see it lines and is worried that the desert heat is getting to you. <laughs> it might have once or twice. <laughs> as far as new of the Rebellion, she states that James is very worried that you mention a plague. And whether it physically has come close to Kriath or not, has asked that you not come home until you're sure that it's dealt with and that you are not contagious. Regardless of the state of the Rebellion, the city does not need to deal with a, uh, a plague and a Rebellion at the same time. Though they've been, she states that James says that they've been at a standstill for a moment, neither side gaining particular ground. 
it's not an emergency that you come home at any immediate time. Though if things flare back up, they would let you know. There's such an amount of confusion on his face where he's not sure if he's happy or sad. Is that what's is that all that's in the letter? That is all that's in the letter. She would discuss that she's been uh, doing work for your family to keep up with bills, all those things, and that she's sad to say that they haven't really mentioned you. <laughs> uh, okay. So she has no news about whether or not they they feel any certain type of way about your absence. Better than nothing. Oh, I mean, nothing. it is nothing, I guess, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she ends the letter stating that she will have freshly baked scones for you whenever you do come home. Oh, fuck, yeah. Uh, okay, I, I would say that day, like... As soon as he's done reading letter, he's going to look at the guy and put, like, a silver on the counter and just be like, thank you. And he just walks out, like, almost like, how do you say, um, eh, I-, I would say, how do you, god damn it. See, this is why I can't, I can't glitch. I would say that he is happy enough to, like, kind of hum or whistle a little bit, and then he's actually going to go have a drink at a bar. He doesn't tell anybody. He just goes. Okay. So do what you will with that, because I won't remember. Probably. All right. And as a giddy Elon skips on off to the bar to have a drink, likely running into, well, there would be different taverns. You could find a different tavern from Damien, who's drinking for a very different reason. I avoid the ones everyone goes to. All righty. With that, last but certainly not least, Carowin, what are you doing with your downtime? Oh, okay. What is he doing? What am I doing? So, <clears throat> all things considered, you know, Karen kind of has... Karen feels like he has perhaps more free time than everyone else in the sense that, you know, he's kind of he feels like along for the ride in a lot of ways, and you know, most of his ties are in the Fey realm, so essentially he would go and he would document and chronicle what he was working on, or rather what their adventures have been up to that point. And so he would be documenting that, recording that in his little journal. And since others were kind of doing their thing, I think what he would do during the week is kind of just pal around with some of them and some of their journeys and what they were doing. So for example, when Damien was working on some of his crafting, he might oversee that, help him out a little bit, just kind of investigate to see how that works. Then when Chatwin's exploring the library because she just oh so loves books, he might tag along with her here and there just to see what, you know, look at more kind of material plane structures and literature and things like that. And then with, you know, Elon kind of, well, I guess he would kind of be looking for Elon to just kind of get to know Elon a bit better too, since Aliana spoke so highly of him and you know, Elon was doing certain manual labor around town, so he might help Elon out with some of those things. So kind of personally, individually, away from everyone, he might just be writing some of his reports and kind of thinking about the Feywilds a little bit. Okay. If you're uh, specifically looking to sort of pal around with people and bond a little more, I suppose, are there any specific conversations you're wanting to have? Okay. All right. So. I guess he might first start off with Damien because he actually first met Damien in general. So, um, because I think that, you know, when they were 
talking and you know previously as a group they had mentioned kind of some some concerns about his family so i think karen might uh ask damien a little bit about his family Alrighty, you sit down and ask this question damien i'd assume you'd recount oh yeah damien damien would talk about how his son was just a little troublemaker always running around his daughter was always so much better she she was always like tidy she helped out his wife all the time and then his son eventually joined the army and that straightened him right up and his daughter then gave him the scare of his life when she brought a girl home saying she was gonna marry her oh man that was not in his plans at all but his wife convinced him that you can't really fight love you love who you love and then he would explain how his wife died and he'd get really like quiet at that and be like eh, a lot has happened since then I, I i spent a lot of time drinking but uh i would say that everyone i've met and everything i've done have helped tremendously with that so carolyn would be kind of i guess you know looking at him while he's working and while they're interacting kind of just maybe helping out here and there with smaller things so as to not get in his way uh, as i suppose physically he's already pretty much in everyone's way all the time he would work to try and not be in his way as much as possible and um he would kind of comment like thank you for telling me about your family i am sorry to hear about the passing of your wife as you know Faye live much much longer however we try to honor life in a very similar way and i think we have a lot of similarities there though i do have one burning question why was it so shocking for your daughter to bring home a woman i i don't understand okay uh, now you might not understand this because y'all live y'all's life to the fullest regardless i come from a very small town the way that that town works is man meets woman man marries woman they have children that's not how it worked for my wife, really. I mean, I guess it did, but it was a little different because she wasn't from my town. And then when when my daughter brought home a girl, it, it wasn't normal from what I, I was raised. So I was very confused. Uh, but she's wonderful. The two of them make a very good couple. It just, it just wasn't the normal that I had been raised in. I see. So is this customary for only your little village or larger groups? Because that just seems so peculiar. I mean, all things considered, and he kind of gestures to himself, we, I guess, don't get hung up on the same things. I, I honestly don't know. I've kind of just, I, I've stuck to the way my wife put it, love is love, you love who you love. So I never really thought to question people if that's how things are. But um, she has a lot of friends all over the world, so I don't think it's that strange out there. How wonderful. It seems that even though you are the parent, she has taught you a lot. That's true. She's taught me a whole bunch. Oh, here, I have a bunch of pamphlets and he's going to pull out all the pamphlets he's got and be like, these are all the places she recommended that I go visit. Been to quite a few of them already. They're incredibly wrinkled, Damien, oh, oh, yeah. from their, um, their absorption and then drying after being submerged in salt water. For some time. And the desert heat and his body sweat and probably back down and then probably again and and all the fighting, probably a little bit of blood. Um yeah. Yeah, they're they're looking pretty weathered now. 
especially compared to when you first set out on your journey? Uh, these are, uh, they're not as tidy as they were whenever we first left my hometown. But, uh, I mean, tries to open them up. I think they still work. <laughs> Hands them to Carowin. Karen will kind of take them and, <clears throat> depending on their level of wear and tear or perhaps muskiness, <laughs> will kind of gingerly open some and set some aside that seem like if he were to do more than just hold them, they might, you know, crumble to dust in his hands. And he'll kind of look them over and he'll just kind of like casually hear there ask about, you know, oh, what's this place or what's that place or you know, have you been here or, or there? And I guess whichever ones might be marked to look like uh, Damien had visited them since he said there are a number he did go to already. Damien, would you have been marking up the pamphlets at all? Or Yeah, any of the places that he would have remembered to pull them out for, he would have had markings on them. Okay, so places like the Sparkling Grove, Escargo Island. Yep. These These pamphlets would have some markings in them. Uh, the others would still be mostly untouched. And he'll just kind of point to a random uh, pamphlet at this point and I was like, ooh, this looks interesting. Now, out of all these pamphlets, I'm sorry, I can't read all of them because I'll just kind of point to their condition. What is the one place you've wanted to go the most that you have yet to see? Uh, I don't know, really. I've, I've kind of just been enjoying the places we go as we go. Ah, a kindred spirit then. I have a question, Emma. Can I use mending on these pamphlets at all? Let me look at the spell wording. Hang on. This spell repairs a single break or tear in an object you touch, such as broken chain link, uh, torn cloak, or leaking wineskin. As long as the break or tear is no larger than one foot in any dimension, you mend it, leaving no trace of the former damage. Um, based off that wording, there aren't necessarily... Like, there are tears in some of the pamphlets that you could fix easily. The problem is more the ones that have extensive water damage. Those are things that you can't fix. But the rips and tears you could easily fix with mending, yes. Well, I mean, if I need a new pamphlet, I could just have Chatwin make one for me, because she recorded most of them, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> she took them all from me for a while. That's right, she did. <laughs> That she did. Ooh, well, I'm looking to to talk to Chapman a bit more anyway, so I'm sure I can suggest this to her at some point if you don't beat me to it. Sure, I still got quite a bit of work to do here. And I guess in that case, you know, with Damien, he'll kind of just, like, continue to help Damien out for, because this is a week, so I guess he's going to try and maybe, like, do one person a week-ish. So I guess his first day will be with Damien, learning more about Damien, and helping him out a bit. Okay. And then I guess he'll kind of roll on over to Chatwin on one of her uh, book trips, or library trips. All right. It is definitely a tight squeeze for you in their library, but you would manage to find her among the stacks of books. Okay. And he is not accustomed to library etiquette whatsoever, so, you know, <laughs> oh, no. while he's trying to squeeze through and trying to not knock over everything because he knows at least hey let's try and keep things a little bit organized he's going to kind of see chatwin in the pile of books and he's just going to very boisterously say chatwin my friend there you are ah, what what are you doing what are you doing am i not supposed to be speaking are we in danger is that why we're no, whispering no 
Where did you come from? How did you get in here? Just no, nothing. Okay, come sit down. Come sit down. I came in as I always come in through the window. No point to a nearby window. <laughs> that window is so small. How did you do that? It's it's truly so small. I don't think it was meant. Okay, come sit down. <laughs> Uh, he will. He's gonna try and sit. Is there enough space for him to sit? And like sit by the table. <laughs> the only place that you could really sit is like squeezing yourself beside the table, and between that and the stack of books behind it, there there are no centaur-sized seats in this library. Honestly, discrimination. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we need to write a letter uh, to the representative here, to our representatives. Uh, <laughs> we need centaur accessibility in this library. Yeah, we need, we need it. This, this library is not accessible. Centaur rights are material plane rights. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there we go. Centaur rights are material plane rights. <laughs> there we go. More merch. Hey. Put it on a shirt, someone. Yeah. That needs to be on a shirt, yes. Someone put it on a shirt. Uh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he'll kind of like try and squeeze his, uh, it's either what, haunches or withers or named horse parts to be able to kind of like sit down. So his, he's a bit down and his torso is still kind of like above table height, which, I mean, if you can't see it, it's going to look really awkward, I suppose. But yeah. he will do that, so. Okay, uh. What, what what is something wrong? What's going on? Why are you in here yelling? Oh well, and he'll still kind of have the hushed tone, I guess, because Chapman told him to. to shush. He's like, well, nothing is wrong. I'm just going. You know, I was like, as we seem to be not really going anywhere yet. I'm just kind of going around and learning more about you. As you know, Aliana told me only so much, so I want to get to know everyone a little bit more. I hung out with Damien yesterday, learned about his family. Oh, and yes, and he'll kind of like rifle in his. Uh, packet or his sack and he'll just kind of pop out these very crumpled and water damaged pamphlets and he'll say so Damien was telling me about these pamphlets and some of them were damaged but he su suggested that you know you might be able to either repair them or reproduce them because you had had a hold of them and I said I would be more than happy to ask you since I want to come talk to you anyway to see if you could do so uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, honestly, you would think he would be able to whip himself up like a waterproof satchel or something. How do you think that I keep all of my notes and my books and all of my writings so neat and clean and nice? Waterproof. On the inside. Very simple. He should get it done. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> I'll, if I see him before you do, I'll be sure to let him know that you're very disappointed in the quality of his w other works and that he needs to improve. Good. Yeah, word for word. Tell him that. <laughs> and he'll kind of do a little salute. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I... So I'll just start, like... Because um, Chatwin's really good at multitasking, and she really likes things neat and perfect and clean and nice. Um, so she's literally just going to start, like, writing and folding and fixing pamphlets as she's talking. Uh, <laughs> and just, like, just handling both at once. So, you just wanted to come chat? Is that it? Essentially, yes. Because I, know, I think that we've got along fairly swimmingly since my, I suppose, abrupt appearance. 
And you're such an interesting person. I mean, I've never seen somebody talk to themselves with no one else around them as often as you, and I find that fascinating. <laughs> uh, you're the, you'd be the first person to describe that as interesting. Really? Right. The Andrasile all but uh, chased me away with pitchforks and torches. Uh, if I hadn't slipped out in the middle of the night, I'm sure they would have been by a few days later to chase me out anyways. So... Yeah, no, it's... I suppose I never actually introduced you. So, oh, shit. It's really a lot when I say it's to someone else. So I'm just going to sort of try to give you a general synopsis. Um, my grandfather and I placed our trust in the wrong person. He used me to his advantage, and I ended up dying after he framed me for a murder that his son committed. And I tried to escape on a ship, and they chased the ship down and caused a giant shipwreck, and I died in the cold sea i was brought back missing a leg and a couple other bits of my body so i was stitched back together using dead body parts of like a bunch of other people i'm not sure whose spent several years as a mindless thrall and when i finally woke up with my soul and my mind back in my body again i was not alone so now i have an extra person there and then after we both woke up trapped inside the same body we were then uh sort of experimented on not quite torments we were the samples were taken from my hands over and over again so they've ended up quite sensitive uh because the arcanist who brought me back wanted to figure out why i succeeded and why others failed and eventually i managed to escape by faking my death and hiding on a corpse cart and i laid in that corpse cart for about two days before i was finally feeling safe enough to emerge, I jumped out of the corpse cart and just started running. I ran home, and then the people didn't like me there, and so I ran away again. That's the part where the Thanes accused them of har harboring a fugitive, because everyone thinks I killed the man that Jameson did, and then I sort of ended up here. So, simple stuff, you know? <laughs> so, Karen will kind of just be nodding throughout <laughs> her whole explanation, watching very keenly at how... She's going through all this, like, without missing a beat, doing all the pamphlet work at the same time. And, you know, I suppose, like, when she, when she finishes, um, he'll kind of be like, I see. Sounds like most of the people in the Winter Court, actually. Shit, really? Absolutely not. I've never oh. heard such an outlandish story in my life. You died twice. <laughs> uh, technically, I suppose. Uh... Yeah, there was the drowning, and then I was sort of living as, like, an undead thrall for a while. You know how there are some spells out there that bring back corpses to serve you, um, but they're not really back to life, like the people that they were before. I was essentially that for a couple years. And then I finally did come back after a couple years of that, and I wasn't alone at that point. What do you... I was kind of be thinking a little bit. I was like, not... Alone. I mean, I guess you're not alone. You've got Elon. You've got Damien. I mean, you've got your family. Love them all. They're amazing. Your grandfather is very good at cards, especially for someone so young. And, um, but it sounds like you mean someone else. Have you, in, does the rest of the party know them? Have they been introduced? Deuced? Not introduced. Um, they know that there's an evil creature of magic and darkness and uh, who craves violence and revenge living in my skull. Um, but they have, we haven't exactly, you know, made introductions. It's a complicated relationship. I sort of agreed to let her throw me off a cliff the next one we see. 
And then she's going to help me um, destroy um, Don Vinthane. And then I will help her destroy the Arcanist. And then we're just going to sort of go from there. I'll kind of just nod and be like, is the cliff thing safe? I hope. <laughs> I mean, you said you survived drowning and you were basically seemed to be unable to die. So I guess it doesn't matter. Um, do we need spare body parts, though? No, 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 no. Like, I, I mean, I don't plan on losing any more limbs, but uh, theoretically, we could just sort of put a new one on <laughs> if we lost one, which is horrible to say. Um, I, so I point to my um, leg and kind of motion to like the mid thigh. From right here down, this actually is not my leg. I'm not sure whose it is. It was just sort of a spare leg that the necromancer had lying around. And I guess it matched close enough. So this is the one I got. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to breathe or eat or drink or sleep or anything like that, really. If I just sort of sat stagnant in a corner for 200 years, I'd probably be fine. A little light bulb is going to go off uh, for Carolyn. <laughs> like, that's why you were so willing to give that very large woman your leg. <laughs> you get it now? <laughs> <laughs> Look, fascinating. Because this this isn't technically mine. So if I said I will give you mine, she can have the one at the bottom of the ocean for all I care, or wherever it is. Because this one isn't mine. <laughs> That's why I was okay with it. Karen will kind of like leaning closer to the the table and be like, "That's so clever. <laughs> I love it." I, I, I tried to pick up a few things in sort of trickery and wordplay and very specific wording when making deals. Uh, I, so we only spent a very short time in the Feywild, but I, I, I like to think that I picked up a few things. Yes, the way you reacted to, <laughs> to, to Damien wanting to give up his name, I think, means you've learned at least one very, <laughs> very valuable lesson from the Feywilds. That actually reminds me, I probably should... Tell Damien again, don't, don't do that, don't. <laughs> don't do that. No, <laughs> no. don't do that. No, Please no, don't no, do that. No. If he ever comes back to the Feywild, never, ever, ever do that. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I didn't even introduce myself at Chatwin when I was in there. I was going by my middle name for a while. Smart. Yeah. Very I'm, smart. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so that's why when you say interesting, um, it's, <laughs> it's unexpected because I... Of course, when I was younger, people would always say things like, oh, that's a gifted child, so smart, you're going to, you know, do it, you know, things you say when uh, to a younger child who's discovering a new talent. But like, I'm an adult now, and I'm just sort of in a weird state of undeath, so people don't see that interesting as much as uh, repulsive, I suppose, which I, I've made my peace with. I mean, I suppose that's fair from what... I've seen, and I guess even with, you know, fey conventions, you know, what your current state is is definitely outside of what the natural order of things are. However, as I've come to know you, you are very vivacious and full of life, despite, I guess, quite literally not being alive yet being alive or, or something. <laughs> I'm still, I still don't quite get it, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'll try and understand. It took me a few years myself, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll just kind of um, lean lean back, I guess, as he's leaning forward, he'll lean back a bit, and he'll just say, and besides, I mean, 
I haven't come spent this much time in the material plane before, so I guess my perspective on interesting is a little bit different than most. I mean, I have yet to see another horse with a human half. So, mildly disappointing, yet somewhat expected. I was warned that I probably would be disappointed and I should not keep my hopes up with that, but I'm still searching because this world is full of wonder. I mean, we found a giant woman in a desert who stole my memories. How fascinating is that? <laughs> I know. Uh, and if it's any consolation, weirdly enough, Elon and Damien are the most normal in our current group at this moment. Like, they could walk down the street and no one would give them a second glance. Uh, it's... If I try my best to appear average, I could probably pull it off. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't seem you have that luxury. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know how much it would help, but, like, I, as, as we've established, I'm not really, like, alive in a typical sense. So, if I need to, like, outweird you, I don't know, I could, like, I dislocate my shoulder. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of, like, super easy, just kind of, yeah, like, I can just kind of do that. <laughs> like, that just, it happens accidentally sometimes. Oh, that looks. <laughs> He's not really sure what to think of, <laughs> to think of that exactly. But I was like, hmm. well, it seems that you ha should have no problem getting through no problems, no troubles getting through windows yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I pop it back in. <laughs> and um, has Chatwin finished with the pamphlets at this point? Or I don't know how many pamphlets. I don't know how many pamphlets I I brought. <laughs> I think I've got a tidy stack. I probably made one or two too many because um, it was I, I got too wrapped up in conversation and doing something stimulating with my hands. <laughs> I mean, Carolyn would kind of take the duplicates to kind of look at over for himself, and then he'd take the other ones that are not duplicates, I guess, to give back to uh, to Damien. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I ran out of information to copy, and I just started folding paper at that point. <laughs> <laughs> like origami swans. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just doing something with my hands at that point. <laughs> and uh, he'll kind of have like one finalish question for Chatwin, and kind of like, you know, in, I know that you, I noticed that you like books and libraries, and I guess that has a lot with what you've done in, in the past and things like that. You know, in a place like this, which, I mean, I'm not sure what humans, you know, more material plane standards are for these libraries. Uh, what kind of information are you looking for here? Maybe I could help. Well, I'm sort of always doing a little bit of research into natures of necromancy and genie-gin-type creatures. Um, that's Those are sort of two topics I'm always looking into. Because uh, if I can help it, I think I would like to um, get rid of the extra passenger I have riding along with me. But we haven't quite figured out how to do that. So, you know, if you stumble upon the book that says something like soul separation for dummies, uh, <laughs> then, yeah, let me know. And uh, at that, Karen will kind of nod and he'll kind of collect the pamphlets that have been completed. And <clears throat> he'll say, certainly, I'm going to drop these off to Damien and I'll be back a little bit later to help you out. And with that, he'll kind of sit up and like kind of dust off the area where he was sitting with his tail and 
Um, he's going to go to the same window and he's going to, you know, kind of make his way out. Uh, right before you horrifyingly pretzel yourself and get through this extremely small window once again, uh, I think uh, Chatwin will call out um, just like a very sweet moment of Chatwin calling out, Hey, Carolyn, by the way, I think you're very interesting as well. He'll kind of... so. I so it, I guess is Chatwin like watching him go out the window, yeah. or is she kind of still doing her thing? Okay, watching. He's gonna he's gonna do his uh, centaur yoga out the window, and kind of I guess in sort of like some horrific, seemingly horrifically like rubbery <laughs> way, maneuver himself through this seemingly far too small window. Once he gets out on the other side, he'll kind of like do a, a cheerful little wave and say, "Thank you." I appreciate that greatly. I'll be back. Though, I suppose next time, and he'll kind of like look, see maybe a few people outside being potentially horrified at this centaur creature coming out of a very smallish window. <laughs> Though, I think next time I'll use the front door. And with that, he'll kind of trot off on this other, on this day to go and give uh, Damien these pamphlets. And uh, yeah, that's the end of that day. Yeah, and... As you leave Chatwin, staring along with some other horrified faces who saw you squeeze out this window that they really can't comprehend how you've managed to maneuver yourself through. I believe there's only one more person left. Yes. So, I guess this would be like his... his I think that he might have taken like a, a day off somewhere to like do more of his notes and just kind of wander around the town, explore. So, so one, on the fourth day of this week or, or something where he's you know, distinctly spending time or like trying to allocate a day to each person, he would uh, kind of, for wherever they're staying, like he would kind of tag along with Elon this day to, I guess, go along with him on some of his odd jobs. And the town... You are essentially their saviors at this point. Uh, they would have put you up in the local inn for no charge uh, as a thank you. And yeah, you would follow out Elon as he's headed off to do some of his manual labor, I would assume. I would assume as well. So I'm, I'm trotting along with uh, Elon. And of course, <clears throat> in true Carowind fashion, he would have offered to give Elon a ride, which I'm assuming Elon. As politely as Elon could refuse. <laughs> he just looks up at you. No, thank you, Carolyn. However, if you can pull a sled, that'd be great. We can, it's like we can split the profits today. And he'll kind of like puff out his chest a little bit and he'll say, Say no more, friend. I am good to go. And he will kind of just follow Elon to wherever this sled is supposed to be. It's nothing but bricks. <laughs> Okay, alright, so... Elon is also going to just, like, grab a rope and stuff and just, like, grab that in, that in, and we just go. Sounds simple enough. Let's go. And he'll kind of uh, assist Elon with this brick task here. Basically get from point A to B with said bricks, put bricks on ground, go back, get more, put bricks on said sled, pull sled to from point A to B again. So... My question for Elon is, is Elon feeling particularly chatty? Is he striking up conversation with Carolyn? He's been being pretty sort of taciturn and like, you know, stoic. I would say he will make conversation as long as you do. Okay. Other than that, he's usually just kind of quiet thinking. Okay. So while they're kind of going back and forth, because it seems like it's a pretty 
tedious yet, you know, long, longish task. It's probably a lot of bricks. I mean, their town was kind of not in a good spot and probably most of the resources were used to build that giant flipping wall. So if anything's fallen into disrepair, they've probably got some work to do because they were out able-bodied people. Um, they'll kind of like, while he's pulling the sled and everything, kind of like lean down-ish towards Elon and like, so Elon, Aliana has told me a, a bit about you, but I always like to hear more from the source. You know, uh, I've been talking with Damien and Chatwin and learning lots of new and interesting information. Though Chatwin has told me my definition of interesting is very different. But she says that you and Damien are very normal people. And I suppose I have no idea or reference point for what that is in this realm. Honestly, normal is as normal comes. Everybody has a sense of normal where they come from. So at this point, I don't, I feel very normal in doing what we're doing where I come from. It's not, I realize now it's not normal. Where you come from is not normal. Is that what you mean? Where I come from, we see everything there as normal. But outside of it, it is not normal to everyone else. Hmm. Much like your, much like your experience. Everything is not normal to you here. This is true. You come from a place called, he's going to try and, and think, he's like, okay, how, how'd this go? I was like, Kriath. Kriath. Yes. yes. Now, Aliana has told me some stories, but I'm sure you have many more. While we're doing some of this work, do you mind telling me more about your hometown? Kriath is by the mountains. Think of it like a giant circle, and each area in that circle is its own somewhat culture and people. The inner circle is the rich in nobility, and the very center is the council that has all of those different nobilities as their leaders, and they rule over the city together. The outside, or what we call it, the outer circle, is filled with those who can't live on the inner circle. I see, I see. And he's, while Elon is saying that, he's kind of like trying to, in the air, or like visualize what Kriath looks like. And when you say those who are on the outer circle cannot make it or survive on the inner circle, it sounds like there's a lot of disparity then, yes? A little bit, yeah. What I am, he touches his ears, he's like, I am a half-elf. Only humans and only elves can be on the inner. I am an accident. Would Elon have repaired his wax ears, or... Nope! <laughs> okay, alright. Hit me in my pride, man. He would not be wearing his ears at this time. Oh, jeez. Okay, alright. And, um... Okay, so... Karen notices that, and, um... Okay. So... I see. So, if you are someone who is not supposed to be, how did something so magical and miraculous happen? <laughs> Great question. Not sure if I honestly want to know. Mm, I see. Well, and he'll kind of like clap the back of uh, Elon's back, trying not to do it too hard. Um, then he will kind of clap the back of Elon's back a little bit, and he will kind of say, well, regardless, I'm glad you are here. Whether you were supposed to be or not, you are, and for that I am thankful. Thank you. And I have a question for you. A few. Certainly. You're, I'm going to guess, Summer Court? Yes. That makes sense. Your bravado feels very summer-like, cheery, happy, active. 
the window thing you do is creepy beyond compare, but... And then, how are you... Are you okay with spending this much time here, while a lot more time goes by there? Or wait, is it reverse, actually? I think it's reverse. Never mind. Time in the Fey Realm is slower than time on the outside. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, that means I'm super old. <laughs> by, by material plane. Dear God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ancient. So, I guess in that case, um, he'll... Right, to the, to the summer court thing, he's going to be grinning from ear to ear. He's like, yeah, compliment. <laughs> and um, I mean, Aliana talked a little bit about every court, so I had a guess. You paid great attention to what she had said. So yes, summer court. And while I'm not quite as used to remaining in one realm as often with my line of work, you know, and... I'm not sure how much Aliana might have said about my line of work, and he'll kind of go in into explaining a little bit about being kind of a it's like rescue ranger type person, and he will kind of go into some of that. And then he'll continue with, you know, while I am not used to staying in such a realm for so long, I'm very appreciative of this time, because not only do I get to spend time with such fascinating people such as yourself and Chatwin and Damien, I get to actually spend time and indulge in the realm where I'm in. Usually I'm in and out as fast as possible. No, not all realms are as hospitable, though I suppose, and I'll think about the desert, it really depends on where in this realm we are that may be more or less hospitable itself, too. Interesting. Well, enjoy the vacation. I don't mind you coming along. And with that, uh, Cameron's going to smile and say, Thank you very much, and I'm glad to get to know you a little bit more. Aliana seemed to be very sad to not be able to continue her journey with you, but her recovery is paramount. Really? Yes, she greatly enjoyed her time with you all. And from what she told me, she genuinely regrets not being able to, but her health was paramount. And so she could not you know, make the journey back out safely in her condition. But that means she'll get better. Yes. You know, our courts, uh, while they are separate, we are still a community. And certainly, we want ours, with you know, everything that happened previously, we're being a bit more mindful of one another, I would hope. You know, though, time operates a bit differently between this realm and ours. So, while what seems to happen you know, very quickly here is, I suppose, a very short period of time there, and vice versa. It's all sometimes a bit confusing to me, even. I mean, no worries. As long as she's getting better, that's all that matters. So I was more worried that she would honestly hate me for what I did. But I'm glad that you got her out. And unfortunately, you've been a great help, actually. He's gonna kind of look puzzled at saying, unfortunately, <laughs> he's been a, a great help, but he'll kind of just shrug it off and like you know well that's what i'm here for you know when aliana requested that i you know be up to this task i was more than happy to take on the role the position we've been friends for a long while i suppose and he'll just kind of like be counting on his fingers and things like it's just been a very long time <laughs> yeah so and Cameron's uh, actually gonna be quite pleased at this conversation because this he feels like this is the most conversation he's gotten out of Elon and the most 
warmth, I suppose, out of Elon that he's been able to get. So he's inside, like, real happy. So with that, he's just going to kind of carry on and um, continue the task with Elon. And if you want, I'll say I give him, like, 10 gold out of that. Alrighty. So I'll minus 10 gold for me. Okay. Yeah. Carolyn, you would continue the menial tasks with Elon for the majority of the day. Uh, both of you tired and sweaty by the end. And Elon hands you 10 gold. Okay, I take the gold. Yay, money. Even though I'm not sure of the value quite as much here. <laughs> <laughs> Very fair. Alrighty. And with that, that's all the specific things you wanted to do with your thing, correct? Yes, I know it was a lot. I was like, I, he's got to learn so much. You are fine. Yay for learning about characters. But at the end of your week, you too would pass by the post office. Uh, what's your passive perception? It is 13. With a 13, you would spot your name in the display case on a letter. That is going to be somewhat disturbing. There's a very limited number of anyone who should know that he is here. So he's going to kind of... Does it look like anyone's around? It's midday, so... It's been fairly busy at this point, uh, midday pushing to early afternoon area. So uh, the streets are have people passing back and forth, but this is at the post office. So you would see that there are a couple people that have gone in and have picked up parcels and letters and things. Okay. Well, all right. He's Some red flags are going off for Karen. He's like, this is not good. There's no, either this is very sensitive or there's something that's not right because Again, he's like, people shouldn't really know that he's here, let alone know him by him. Uh, so he's going to try and like sneak his way through and just kind of fuck the letter. Okay, make me a stealth check. Alrighty. As the giant centaur of the party. <laughs> 28. 28? Okay. Wow. Even, even with heavy armor. Yeah. So you stand there for a moment thinking about whether or not you actually want to talk to the clerk about this. And then you watch as this group of three Goliaths saunter up into the post office and they're loud and they're boisterous and they give you the perfect distraction for you to slip in completely unnoticed and pluck this letter without the stammering clerk even noticing that you're there. Noise. I'm gonna like super stealthy just like trot up next to it while this clerk is very distraught over this boisterous crowd of uh, these trio of Goliaths and just kind of like reach my hand into the case, find my name, just swoop, and then I'm just gonna kind of on out of there and kind of hide around the side of the building. Okay. Like in an alley? side of the uh, building? Yeah, I guess I guess an alley would be yeah, an alley. Okay. So, you duck around to the nearby alley. Are you opening the letter? Uh, I'm going to check to see if there's anyone around first. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. Ooh. So that's a now one. Oofta. There is no one in the immediate vicinity that you can see. Coast is clear, buddy boy. <laughs> Woo. Uh, okay, well, then I'm just going to go ahead and open it. Alrighty. And <laughs> God. as you 
start to open it and you reveal uh, some very sprawling cursive handwriting and start to read. A guard would duck into the alleyway and go, you, you there, have you seen this man? And would hold up a wanted poster of Damien. <laughs> How good of like a rendition of Damien is it? It's a pretty solid rendition of Damien. Okay, so I, I would be able to recognize it then. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, in that case, um, let's see. I guess I'm just gonna kind of be like this. Does this guard realize that I am like part horse? I mean, he's giving you a kind of strange look look for it, but he doesn't seem bothered by it in the moment. He seems to have more pressing things going on. Okay. Then I'm just gonna say I'm like, um, hello, fine sir. I'm not from these parts, so. Unfortunately, I don't know who that is, but if it is urgent, you know, I will keep my eyes out. And if I do find this person, I would, I guess, come find you, yes? Yes, yes, you would. And make a deception check, please. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, here we go. <sighs> come on. Fifteen. Fifteen, okay. He kind of looks at you for a moment and is like, yeah, isn't that what you'll police do or whatever he's a dangerous criminal we need to apprehend him and he's we've gotten reports that he's been spotted near here oh my that does sound very scary well i will be sure to report any odd sightings especially of this individual where can i find you in case i do find this person well we have a guardhouse, right and he sort of motions for you to duck out of the alley and points out uh, down towards City Hall, there's a building just next to it that has a uh, sword and shield insignia symbolizing the guard. All right. I will kindly thank that individual and kind of like mimicking what he's seen, like salute the, the officer, however that looks in, in this town or world or what have you. And um, is the guard going to kind of just go off and continue searching? Yeah, so he would just... He would just tell you, like, make sure you keep your eye out, and if you see him, go report it. Otherwise, there could be trouble. Yes, sir. And he will salute, and he'll kind of um, make his way back, I guess, to... He doesn't know where anyone is, so he's going to make his way back, I guess, to the where they were staying to see if Damien is there to let him know that... And also to read the letter. Absolutely. And as you head back in the direction of the inn watching this guard leave with six other guards flanking behind him. That, I believe, is where we're going to end our session for this evening. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our shenanigans. If you did, uh, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and make sure you don't miss anything. Or if you want to keep up with updates without subscribing to the podcast, then that makes me sad. But if you must, then we also have our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube as Tabletop Tail Spinners. Uh, all one word and lowercase for many. And we also now have a Discord server. So if you wanted to do things like chat with the cast, uh, let us know what your favorite moments from the show are, and get live notifications every time a new episode goes live, then make sure you jump in that Discord. 
so that uh, you can find out the latest in everything that we're working on, because we also have more than just Chronicles of Griath cooking up. So uh, we are super excited to release some new podcasts to you under Tabletop Tailspinners Network. And in the meantime, we hope you join us back here next time for some more of our crazy parties shenanigans. Thank you all for listening again, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Ta-ta. Bye. Bye.